Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH, where we believe art heals, connects, and galvanizes. I'm your host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. On this show, I am honored to have some of the nation's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their unique and valuable experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is the one and only Curtis Brown, who was raised in Raleigh, North Carolina. He now lives in Harlem. Curtis has been a photographer for over 17 years, specializing in theater production, headshots, and concept promotional work. He works closely with Broadway and opera, striving to bring a visual representation of what's being performed on stage. Recently working with Metropolitan Opera and Sesame Street, for Curtis, it's always an entertaining day working closely with such a range of clientele. Curtis likes gummy bears and warm hugs and has been a friend of mine for over 20 years. I brought Curtis on to talk about his career, how he got to where he is today, and of course, just to gab with one of my closest and dearest. But first, Curtis, thanks for being on today. Of course. Hi. It's such an honor. And it's really funny because the first question I usually ask is, let's like wind the clock back and get to early days. (laughs) And so while I wasn't there, maybe when the toddler Curtis was running around, I've certainly seen photos and love that because we went to the same high school together, which is so fun. Yes, we did. Yeah, so let's do that anyway for the audience. Let's like wind the clock back. Obviously, you're a photographer. I cannot wait to dive into Sesame Street, the opera, all you do now. But where did all of this creative energy come from? How did you get to where you are? What inspired you? I think my parents are honestly the biggest inspiration because they're very big theater, uh, arts-focused parents. You know, we didn't really go to sporting events. We went to the theater (laughs) as kids growing up. And so I always wanted to be an actor on Broadway. My whole goal in life was to be on a main stage. And it, I think where it shifted was in college, I was realizing how much I hated the audition process. My body could not handle the auditions. I stressed mm. out too much. And I knew I needed to be a part of um, the artistic world in some way. So I went back to school for graphic design and digital media. And I took a photography course and the whole world shifted from there for me. (laughs) I love that. And I just want to tap on the conversation of sort of the mental health side of A, being a business owner and B, being a creative, right? When you're building a business, there's one whole thing you're dealing with. But then when you're putting your face out there, your name, your, your likeness, that is really difficult. So I just really appreciate that you brought that to the table. And for those people who are struggling with that, look, if that's really your passion, go for it. Do the mindset work. But it also could mean maybe there's another real hidden passion in there too, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, happiness is, we are given one life. And I think happiness is the the most important thing to kind of constantly be striving for. Mm-hmm. And it, that comes in different aspects, you know. And I think for me, when I realized how unhappy I was on stage auditioning and and realizing this one thing I loved the most wasn't making me happy, I had to course correct. And now what I do still is a part of the main stage, but um, a a different part than I ever thought I was going to be playing. So, and I'm much happier than I ever was. Oh, I love that. And, you know, honestly, we aren't always told what the creative economy and industry can do professionally, right? When we think of arts, we think of, are you a musician on stage or are you an actor or, you know, and so there's so many other worlds. Let's really unpack again. You took this photography, photography class. Tell me about the light bulb. What really hit 
for you that made it feel like the right path to start pursuing? I had an amazing professor who I was taking my photography one course and, you know, in one of the projects we had to do this bird's eye, worm's eye photo where we had to take a photo from above shooting down from a bird's eye view and then a worm's eye shooting very close low. And, you know, everyone else in the class kind of did photos of a ladybug on a blade of grass or something like that. And mine was I got a theater friend of mine to get naked in the shower, covered in blood. And I did, I recreated a scene from Psycho, the movie, shooting down in the shower. And my professor was like, I need to see you after class. And I thought I was in trouble (laughs) because I had a naked person in the photo. And he said, your mind works so differently. You were focusing on something that no one else can. He's like, I would love to push you a little bit harder. And so he ended up giving me an extra project with each project that we had in class that I had to do solo. Um, And that's when I really just started to get as creative as possible because I had that one person that really believed in me and saw something. And he pushed me so far into realizing that I kind of can do whatever I want with the arts community. Um, And that's when I realized, you know, how do I be a part of the main stage and still do photography? And that's where the production of photography and and concept promotional work kind of came into play. Wow. First off, that story is A, so you. I feel like you've always had this really (laughs) unique creative eye and put so many different concepts together in a way that again, felt maybe different and difficult sometimes to swallow. But when you found those mentors and those support systems, you could really thrive. And I love what I have seen with your theater production work. And it is those photos that you wouldn't necessarily see. They aren't the standard results when someone comes to a theater production. So how did you transition from school to getting into the work, moving to New York? Like, tell me all of the things. Yeah, Yeah, I I think what it was is... um, I have this innate ability to kind of just um, overly socialize. And that is also (laughs) what people call networking. Um, It was networking until I was much older. Um, And I was working closely with the theater in North Carolina, uh, which is North Carolina theater. And they had a photographer there and I had been shooting some high school production shots and a few, uh, you know, community theater shows. And I just made a big portfolio and I, requested to meet with the executive producer of the company and I said hey if you're looking for another production photographer I would love a trial run so I kind of was like well I don't have any experience to just say you should pay me so I thought in my mind I was like well if I do one for free that's an incentive for them to hire me and I know that I can prove my worth uh, through that one shoot and yeah he after I finished the show and I brought the photos in he brought everyone in the office around he's like well, I can't cuss, but he said, (laughs) he said, this is blank and art. And uh, I was hired on the spot and I've been shooting for them for, you know, 16 years now. Wow. And that is what started it. I've been shooting for regional companies all over. I shoot for the Santa Fe Opera every summer for their summer festival. Um, And then for companies up here in New York, I just knew that I had to move to the city as much as I love North Carolina. And I still go back for other companies there. I had to be in the heart of the beast to Mm. be able to create and get to the level where I'm at now. And again, just the kind of creativity that exists in New York really suits what I see of you. But I want to kind of go back a little bit. First off, I love how you bring up networking. Um, I think people really underestimate the power of just like reaching out and connecting and having a phone call, coffee date, Zoom meetings. I mean, some of the closest people I've met have been digital friends that started, right? And it's so powerful nowadays. So don't underestimate the idea of like reaching out. I just want to like really hone that for any creative, like where do I start? I 
promise yeah. posting on social media, waiting for people to show up like yep. day after day is just not going to be as effective. And the other tip that you really brought up that I think is super valuable is being willing to test your own limits, right? If you don't have the portfolio that says, hey, here's the skill set that I have, let me prove my worth, do the thing a little bit cheaper or free. And I am not the one who says, promote yourself for exposure. That's not the point. It's actually building your portfolio, owning your worth, and then being able to sell that. So I just think two unbelievably valuable points that for me, as someone who's watched you just as, you know, a high school friend, I, you are an unbelievably successful person that's come from our, our town. And that's really powerful. And it's these little tricks and tips, right? It's being friendly. It's talking to people. It's saying, Hey, I want to do this thing. And, and spending that time to talk and meet and socialize and go to coffee, like, that is work. So it, it's, if, it took me a long time to realize, like, oh, well, I'm taking, you know, an hour out of my work day to go and meet with someone. Right. And it's actually realizing that that is work in a positive light. Like, I, I do think there's a positive side of, you know, taking time. There's no wasted time, I don't think, when you're socializing, quote, unquote, networking. Because even if you're meeting with someone you're hoping works out to be, a, a new client for you, they could a introduce you to something you never thought of before, introduce you to a person you never heard of before, mm-hmm. or while you're talking and you know you're having these conversations, spark something else in your head to, to go into another path or another direction. So I have had my, I've really a lot time every day into messaging people through Instagram, um, through their websites, just saying hey, I would love to meet, just to socialize and chat, and then through their if work comes out of it, great. But otherwise, it's just making a larger networking community. Right. And again, part of what we know about the creative economy is in the same way that capitalism always says this cutthroat thing, we've sort of adopted that idea and it doesn't have to be. You know, there's so many ways we can collaborate and work together. So I just love that you do that. And I don't know if you're familiar with the 80-20 rule. It's kind of come up in a lot of different worlds, especially Mm -hmm. the mindset world. But it's about really concentrating on 20% of the work that's going to yield the 80% of results. And so like you said, you don't necessarily think how powerful building a community and audience is. When you know thousands of people and you have something to sell them, it's likely some of them are going to need that thing. Right, exactly. (laughs) It's numbers and math. It's not even. And so I just really love what I can see from you as you've really honed in on what are the strategy pieces that are really being successful and how do I keep doing that and not set an expectation. How many people go to one meeting and they're like, oh, well, they didn't hire me. I don't ever want to talk to them again right. or there's nothing for me. Like we are here to grow and learn and experience. And so I just, oh, I just love your approach, Curtis. <laughs> and it's been a lot of hard work in a lot of those meetings where I went and hoping that that was going to be my, my sure. end and it wasn't. And I think having those heartaches helped me grow and realize, I mean, look, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm, I work for myself and no one really works with me. So every day is a hustle, Uh, a positive hustle. I do enjoy it, but it's, you know, I had to get to that point where I had to be, stop getting upset about the others that are successful. Stop getting upset if that meeting didn't work out or you didn't book that one shoot, uh, because that means that there's another one somewhere else. So, uh, that is one of the biggest lessons that I've I'm still working on because, you know, there's still sensitive days where you hope and wish you get that one project. Of course. And I think, again, it's important to like speak to the knowledge that we have and what we've learned. Right. Because, I mean, I have a million no's. Right. And I was doing that a lot of times, too. Well, if this one client hires me, if this one thing happens and then the pressure that that is put 
on the relationship actually can negatively impact your business. Absolutely. (laughs) So really being willing to shift over and be open to the experience because the thousand no's aren't actually what matter. It's the couple yeses that were right for you and the things that actually move you forward so you can be your best self. So let's like talk about that. What is Curtis Brown's best self right now? Like Sesame Street, Disney, like (laughs) tell me what you are doing with your life. (laughs) Oh gosh, I don't, it's one of those like, you know, 2020, the the dark year, uh, <laughs> <laughs> took a lot out, and you know, I lost a lot of contracts. No, yeah. none of the arts was you know creating, especially for uh, theater production work. Yeah, it, it was yeah. non-existent, and so yeah. it was really kind of a fear of like, is this still going to work? And you know, 2022 has brought in some amazing people. I have worked with some incredible clients that I never thought. I, I mean, I got to meet Elmo and work. with <laughs> list and got to hang out with the whole crew and cookie monster and his cookies and that was so fun that was for their uh national for their first musical that they ever did for a stage production wow. so that was really great um and then working with disney i mean i'm a big disney nerd i've been my whole life wait what no that about me <laughs> anyone who follows curtis will hear him singing not only show tunes but disney, disney. and all the fun things <laughs> I I'm, I work in my office listening to Disney fireworks shows. So <laughs> I think when I got the call from Disney to work for them for a few projects was very exciting, you know. And so for me, fear of not being successful or actually the fear of being successful and just allowing mm. the things to come in, more came in. I think saying no to things that I know I'm not really good at or I, something I'm not passionate about allowed more time for me to focus on the things that are going to come in that are wonderful and perfect for me. Um, and that was a big like focus point that I've been working on since 2020 is I, I have to say no to the things that don't bring me joy and I'm not A, good at or B, going to be successful at, mm-hmm. um, which allotted a lot more time for me to uh, expand the energy out there to get the people that I know I need. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, speaking to the very beginning of the episode where you're talking about being the actor on stage, it's so apparent, right, that being seen can be a really difficult thing. But we also forget that as an entrepreneur, no matter what, even if like your face is not ever in any of your marketing, which quite frankly, it should be. um, But if it's not, then you are still being seen and you're still being judged and you're still, you know, having people who are going to appreciate and praise you and want to work with you and people who aren't going to relate to that. And that is terrifying. So the fear of success is almost as paralyzing as the fear of failure. Oh, completely. You know, and you just don't know until you are in the room after the, you know, the thousands and thousands have been spent on the shoot. Mm-hmm. Are our personalities going to click? Are we going to mm-hmm. work well together? Are we going to all communicate properly and get, you know, stay in the, in the timeline? That's always my biggest thing is, well, actually, to go back to something you and I worked on when I did the Vote Against project oh. um, and which a quick backstory on that. Yes, is, please do that. It's amazing. <laughs> um, when North Carolina was passing a uh, amendment to ban same-sex, um, oh gosh, what was it called? Um, oh God, what are those types was of Was that the HB, right? What was um, it? This... What are they called? You, not, oh. Unions? Marriage? Nope. What are those no? two types of relationships that are <laughs> oh, not? no. <laughs> Why can I not say it? Oh, goodness. Uh, domestic relationships and, ah! Anyway. Two types of relationships. It was a long time ago. So, it was so long ago. <laughs> Many other was, bills have tried to pass. Exactly. <laughs> so it was a marriage equality bill, technically. Right. Yeah. And I, 
uh, I knew that I had to do something and I wanted to use my visual talents in some way. And so I ended up getting a team of people together and we traveled the state to about 19 photo shoots around the state, photographing people that were against the bill and, and gave them the images for free so that they could promote it on all their social media platforms to help promote people and educate people on what this bill was because mm -hmm. they worded it in a way that made people vote the opposite, even if they were against it. Yeah. Um, anyway, but what I learned through that was, you know, we would have hundreds of people come to these shoots and I had maybe 15, 20 seconds with them. And I had to get them to not only trust me, but like me and become themselves with me within that time frame. Mm. And so it was a Superman power of me trying to boost the energy, get them excited, get them in, feel heard, feel seen and to capture them. And, yeah. and because of working on that for, you know, the five months that I did, it really has helped me a lot with my clients in larger corporate settings where the personalities really are not as present and, and they do need to trust me as quick as possible. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, through vote against is really one of those things where, you know, you could be on your a game and you can be perfect and the client could be the perfect job you've ever wanted. But if you don't click or you don't work or you don't figure out how to adapt yourself around the personalities that are in the room with you, um, then it's not going to be great. So that was right. a a learning curve for me. What an amazing story. And I mean, obviously I watched that campaign and was so in awe, but didn't even really think about that component of it. And it's important again for any entrepreneur, creative who's like going and is maybe looking at Curtis and is like, well, why am I not there? Remember what he was doing years ago. Remember how many days he was doing projects for free or giving photos away or working on other passion projects to build his skill sets, you know? And so I just really want to honor that that journey is always about learning and growing and what a cool skill set to impact so okay as we get close to wrapping up you talked about saying no and boy do i love that combo <laughs> so i want to kind of unpack for those who don't get what that looks like for me i talk about it as core values right you have to align with the client align with the person so you get good results all of that how do you kind of identify what is going to work with a client, what your core values are, and maybe when to say no. Yeah, I think the one thing that I learned, and a friend told me once that saying no makes you money. Mm. In the sense that by allowing yourself, when you know you need to say no, and you say no, you have now freed up time to hopefully get someone else. That, yeah. you know. And so for me, I was doing so many yeses and I was shooting things that I was miserable at <laughs> and it was horrible and I was making no money. And, you know, all the time people are asking for discounts all the time um, because they think because I'm an, an art based um, hire, they, they don't see it as the same as like a medical hire. You know, you're not going to ask your doctor. If right. I love that example all the time. <laughs> uh, so it's one of those where I had to get to the point where I, if I could tell in an email or on a phone call that they just were not taking me seriously or believed in my craft or in my price point even, then it's just easier to say no and to send them to someone else or to say, I'm just not interested. Mm. Uh, it's, it was the hardest thing to do, but now it's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> not because I, I strive to say no, but it, it be, it's because I know if I say no to this job, I'm going to A, be happier in life and B, I know that I'm allowing myself more time to find the yes. Yeah. I just honestly, I think it's so powerful to really support people and learning that your worth is worth it. And for anybody who thinks the arts economy isn't of value, 
let me help you guys understand. We are multi-billion dollar industries. We bring in this more GDP, right? Gross domestic product. Like we make more money for the economy in the United States than agriculture and transportation combined, Curtis. Like, I'm sorry. I know you might have that feeling, but you're wrong. (laughs) Right. That's the weird economic in me who just, again, really from this perspective, I watch all of us artists and creatives fight through our own limiting beliefs, our own self-worth issues, and then have society. And I just think, yes, saying no means you get to say yes in the future and feel Mm -hmm. way better. Absolutely. Mm. I'm so honored to have had this convo. I swear we could just like wrap for ages. And I think you've given so many valuable tips for people. But before we have to go... If people are interested in knowing more about you, seeing your work, purchasing from you, you know, what, how can people connect with you? Yeah, I love come say hi to me. Uh, my main social media is on Instagram at Curtis Brown Photography. Um, give it a follow. Say hello. Um, and then through my website, CurtisBrownPhotography.com. You can contact me through there as well. But I'm always um, I love helping people out that are starting out or have a question of, or feel stuck. Um, I get stuck all the time and I have my mentors that help me uh, get out of that place and I am more than happy to help anyone that is ever feeling that way um so oh I hate that this is so short I want more time (laughs) I know well we'll have to get you back down to Asheville and see you soon I know you love it down here and I'll have to just get up to New York and hang out with you there too yes you do yeah well thanks again and I, I hope everybody enjoyed tuning in and as always this is Art Heroes with JPH where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please connect by visiting Biz Radio US or on Instagram or the web at Art Hero Biz. We would love to hear your show suggestions or any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.